Hello everyone, Victoria here from Soul Healing Tribe. And today we have a roundtable discussion to discuss the meaning of nightmares and what can we learn about these traumatic dreams that sometimes drive us crazy. Welcome everybody. Hi, this is Amelvis from the Four Elements Healing. Yeah, this is an interesting topic. Happy to be here. Hi everybody, I'm Natalie Delane from N5 Tribe Life Coaching. And I wish I didn't have a lot of experience in this topic, but I do. So I'm excited to get into it. Hi, everyone. It's MJ with MJ Guiding Others. Yes, it's a very exciting topic. And I've been looking forward to this topic for some weeks. So let's get into it. Awesome. So let's start with the definition of how do you define nightmares? Um, I guess for you or if you have a lot of experience with your clients, what do you notice they define nightmares as? Um, I'll I just think... jump in. Okay. Go ahead, Natalie. Why don't you jump in? I would say it's a dream, but it's a disturbing dream. And disturbing because it leaves you frightened and helpless and completely disoriented. Like that's typically how I categorize Because I dream a lot. But with the nightmares, it's like a fear associated disorientation and just like a helplessness, even if it's for one minute when you wake up or five minutes or it goes longer, but it's like an intense, vivid dream that it elicits those feelings. Yeah, and confusing sometimes because you wake up like, where did that come from? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think for me, my definition of the nightmares is um, like you both have said, there is a lot of low vibration emotions attached to the experience. So fear is definitely one of the core ones that come through. As long as, long as when you're going through the dream state and you're experiencing those low vibration fears, um, emotions, um, feeling confused, but it's so deep that you really do feel like you are completely lost. So it comes with a lot of um, feelings that normally we wouldn't experience in the daytime because we know how to protect ourselves from it. But when we go into the dream state, some of that protection goes away. So we are more vulnerable to feeling what we don't want to feel. So a lot of people that have issues with nightmares, my clients, for example, either have PST or are dealing with sort of like a mental breakdown where they feel like they're about to lose it. Sometimes the dreams are showing them all the realities where really bad things have happened. And those thoughts become very intrusive for this reality. So there is a lot of things going on. Yeah, I feel like particularly people that are skilled at washing down their emotions during the day, you know, it's a lot easier to keep those thoughts and those subconscious fears at bay, but at night, mm -hmm. it becomes a lot more difficult. Agreed. Um, Victoria, when you brought up the PTSD, that's something that we discussed a lot in schooling. Like a lot of uh, vulnerable clients, uh, uh, military uh, people, well, people who have military background, policing background that have high numbers of PTSD, 
PTSD, they have a lot of nightmares. They, and you know, we can, we can trace that in studies. For myself, I experienced nightmares for two years straight. And during that time, this is back in my 20s, during that time, I didn't know how to connect the nightmares with what was going on, you know, in reality. So I started looking at different books, like dream books, trying to get down to the nitty gritty of what was going on. It wasn't until I really got into schooling that I saw that connection. And during that time, I had a lot of trauma going on. I was dealing with a lot of trauma that I didn't address. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of unmet um, needs, right? So there is a lot of frustration that is displayed during the nightmares. So when we think about, um, I think due to these conversations is something that we're discussing about healing and the spiritual journey. And this is something that we always come back to. What do you notice um, some of the nightmares that you're experiencing has to do with your spiritual awakening, with your necessity to heal? Uh, what I've found is a lot of these dreams, they're often like really rooted in some past experiences that we need to integrate, that we need to heal. Um, life lessons that we need to learn, things that we haven't allowed ourselves to process in the waking hours, uh, like we touched upon before, those emotions and that trauma and that energy doesn't just go away. So mm -hmm. our body uh, is trying to bring that to the forefront for us to do the work that, that needs to be done. Yeah, absolutely. And, and a lot of times we, don't, we shun away from that work because it's not the easy work. So that's why at night it turns into the nightmares form. For me to answer your question, Victoria, um, when it comes to the spiritual awakening side of what nightmares are and do, I used to experience sleep paralysis a lot. And that's where you're, you're switching between the, the phases of sleep, but your brain wakes up, but your body doesn't, and you're literally frozen. But it used to happen for me as a child. And then I would have bursts about going throughout my, my older years but for me, it was very symbolic because it was usually when I was at a crossroads or a transition or like I, I had to make a decision, a really strong and deep decision, but I didn't know what to do or go left or right or up or down. And I feel like sometimes that sleep paralysis would happen more because I literally was paralyzed in my body, but then I was also paralyzed in my actions when I was in my waking state. And I feel like it was all connected and A, I just don't like I don't know if you guys experience sleep paralysis. I don't like it. It's very disorienting. And it is, it's just, it's talk about confusing and not knowing what's going on. It's so bizarre because you wake up, your eyes and your brain are there, but your body's completely numb. Like, you know, when your hand falls asleep or your foot, it's that times 30 because it's your entire body. So for me, it used to, and I didn't, I now looking back, it's easier, but it used to happen to me a lot when I was at a crossroads or I needed to make deep, 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 strong decisions. Um, that doesn't happen as much anymore, which I'm grateful for. <laughs> yeah, the sleep paralysis is something that, from the medical point of view, I think they they think that oh, it's just you know something scientific, right? Like biology. But for those that are more spiritual, we know something else is going on there. Right. Right. <laughs> what is your experience, MJ, with sleep paralysis? 
Because he sounded like you were well, like, yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I had flashbacks. So I went through sleep paralysis like you, Natalie, for many years. I'm thinking like maybe uh, uh, three years, if not longer. And uh, during that time when I would actually wake up and it couldn't move, I would be so frightened during that time because not being able to have that control made me feel like I was powerless. And during that time, I would see things. And now I believe it's because I was attracting fear during that time. Can't move. Oh, my goodness. And then I would see a trigger warning. A lot of things that I'm not going to bring up, <laughs> but it was a lot of different scary things. And it wasn't until I started relaxing that I have better experiences during that time to actually see more in the astral world. And um, I think that once that fear, we let go of that fear, we can start enjoying it more. Um, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, Um <laughs> Well, I have a lot of experience with sleep paralysis. So, and my clients do too, because I do see a lot of people that have issues um, with nightmares, like I say, and intrusive thoughts. And what does it mean when they're hearing those thoughts? And a lot of the times, it's not just the disembodied energies, right? But also past lives. So, mm-hmm. that's a whole other discussion. But when we are going through that process of learning to discern energy, sometimes we do experience a lot of sleep paralysis naturally because we have to learn to uh, master our emotions in that moment of fear in order for us to conquer who you know the the fears that we have against those things that look very scary or when we feel powerless and like oh my god this is happening and I'm being attacked and how do I get out of this and it comes back to coming back into your heart right but how do you come back into your heart when you're freaking out it's yeah like, it's, oh, it's a process <laughs> it's a process oh yeah um speaking about being powerless and and the paralysis but one thing too with dreaming and and nightmares in particular so i'm a lucid dreamer and for those who don't know lucid dreaming means that you can control you are aware that you're in dream state and you can control what you do and change things and it's really fun it's like playground um but so i also am a lucid dreamer so but i can also sometimes tell when it's going to turn into a nightmare and that, and then I, I can, the control of my dream stops and it goes into nightmare stage. And that for me is like amazing because it's like, I'm, I'm in this dream, I'm making it black and white on this side, color on this side, beach, mountain, and then it starts to change and I have no more control. And when I wake up, it's like, okay, what is this really trying to show me? Tell me what is going on in, in this, in this head of mine, right? Because mm-hmm. it's, there's a lot, there's a lot of unmet needs or expectations or just trauma that's knocking at the door again like hey you know there's still some unresolved things here Um, right Right. in in the dream state and the nightmares our soul is giving us metaphors it's giving us stories it's giving us clues windows to other experiences so a lot of the time when we go into regression we tend to go into if we start with a dream or nightmare, we tend to go into an experience, whether it is earlier, like in childhood, sometimes in the womb or past lives. And this, the emotions that come with the dream or the nightmares are the window to that regression. Mm-hmm. So that's how we start 
the regression. And that's something that I been doing with my clients is a technique that I created to help my clients go deeper into what is the nightmare about. And sometimes <laughs> it's completely, it's just one thing that leads you to the other reality. And everything else is kind of distorted, right? It's made up, it's something that we create to make pieces together, to make a fit together, to remember, oh, this is something that is still happening for me here now. This is mm-hmm. not just some random experience. It's something that is very much affecting me in this reality right now. Right now. Yeah. Whether it could be the color of the blanket that you have on your bed. And you're like, oh, I do have a blanket. Oh, so that, you know, like if you start understanding this, that's just the clue to let you know. Whatever is happening here is still affecting you here now. And therefore, yeah. there, there is healing for you. There, What's right? interesting is, you know, our, our subconscious and our mind is seeing so many things that we don't even realize throughout the day. Like, yeah. it's, you know, when you said like the color of the blanket, we wouldn't really process that. It wouldn't really trigger anything in our, in our consciousness, but subconsciously that could be tied to something else. And I mm-hmm. find, yeah, like these things that we are seeing, everything we see throughout the day is being put recorded. So all these th- little things that we miss. And I find that that's where journaling comes in very handy. Because like you said, Victoria, there, it, it's so important to find what is that common thread, because there's so many add-ons that we do. Um, that we put on it but when you can really like look at it in black and white it just uh, helps to narrow down oh wait maybe I have repressed you know emotions here or maybe it's about this and it allows you to really dive in deeper into that area yeah absolutely so um do you have do you work with clients that do come due to having nightmares how do you see that in your businesses in my businesses, it's more like someone will tell me, I keep having this reoccurring nightmare. And that happens a lot with my clients, right? That's that. And we've all, um, most people have experienced this. It's either, there's some of them are really common. The one that you feel like you're falling and then you jump up, like that's super common one, or you're being chased and you can't see the person behind you. So I do have clients that come to me with the reoccurring nightmare scenario. And for them, journaling, like Amelvis said, is amazing. And not just for nightmares. Like I would even say, have a dream journal. So anytime you dream and wake up, like write it down because there's so many juicy gems in our dreams and messages. So I love to write them down when I wake up. But for me too, I, I teach my clients to breathe before going into dream state, before going into sleep, like taking deep, deep, deep belly breaths. That tends to like kind of like get into your parasympathetic system and like calm you down. It Like it just it induces a different type of sleep experience. Um, so it's definitely one thing. And when I tell them it's a reoccurring nightmare, I ask them, and because I'm a lucid dreamer, it's easier for me, but I ask them, go, when you have the dream next time, try to say stop or try to turn left instead of turning right. Like when you're in it and you know what's going to happen because it's happened before, try to do something and change it. And some of my clients are successful and some are like, no way that I can't. But then we usually get into well, what's the dream about? Like, what, what are you, what are you afraid of is chasing you? What's actually there? And so, you know, we kind of get into a little bit, but the journaling and breathing are incredible tools that I, I share with my clients. Beautiful. 
Anybody else? Um, the population that I work with, they never really express their nightmares, right? It has to be something that's really frightening, frightening them to the point where recommending the nightlight is helpful because <laughs> now they're afraid of the dark. And I think the reason why it's not really common for the population that I work with to discuss these things, because it's not common to connect why it's happening in the first place. If you even have to work on things, they're more concerned of what the uh, the monsters are in the dream or the scary things versus there may be something deeper that I need to, to actually work on. So because I remember when I was having those nightmares, I just shook it off myself. I didn't think it was a big deal. You know, I didn't really learn those things into further in life. Mm, yeah, that's interesting because like for my culture, um, no matter what the social status is, we are crazy about dreams and like, mm -hmm. right? And, yeah. and if they see Same. something, they're like, this is going to happen. You yeah. know, so I think it's interesting to hear that from someone that yeah. is working with uh, different type of people. Because yeah. we do tend to be very uh, into the dreams and like their meaning and like, my God, we got a lot of number today. We're going to become rich, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the nightmares could be a little different for sure. So anyway, Amelia, Louise? Yeah, no, um, like we've all been saying, a lot of these nightmares, they're like here to alert us of a problem. It's like the oil light on a car, for example. You know, it's like letting us know there's something here for us to look at. So, um, and it's just some, as for myself, like why the other day I had a dream about a boy I liked in third grade, let's say, for example, you know, <laughs> and it's also silly at the moment when you wake up and it's like, why? But it's so important for us to like, try to see the patterns in it and just go back, sit with those things, even when they seem silly to try to figure out what was the emotion, what is the emotion that's being you know, that is around that. And when have I felt that emotion at another time and try to really release that energy that we have trapped inside. Yeah. I yeah. Alert system. Right, right. So when I think of the nightmares in general, even for my, my own experience, like having nightmares as a child and seeing things that I didn't want to see and then going to sleep afraid and just getting even worse because now I'm going to sleep afraid, you know? Right. I think the soul at the core, the soul is having so many different experiences. It's, it cannot handle sometimes what it's going through, right? It's just like now, like if we go through a very traumatic experience and we just want to dissociate because it's too much, right? Which is what we do as a child, we dissociate from the trauma. So we have the little wounded, uh, the wounded little child right? Operating our reality as we get older. So the same thing happens with the nightmares, right? The, the soul, once we go into the dream state, the soul is free to go to many different experiences. And sometimes it goes to where he knows he needs to work through different challenges, but he doesn't get it done fully. So it gives us the clues, like a cheat sheet. Yeah. Hey, this is what we need to work on. So. Yeah. It's like a little flashlight. <laughs> like, no, fo focus right yeah. here. Not there. Right. So you can use it for like a GPS 
to mm-hmm. understand the healing process of what mm-hmm. the person needs to heal. So mm-hmm. in, my, in my intake, one of the things that I ask the, my clients is about the nightmares. Do you have nightmares? Because <laughs> that's yeah. somebody says, oh, I cannot go into hypnosis or anything. And the moment that they go into one of their own dreams that they actually saw before, they know that they didn't make it up, right? It's, it's yours. I didn't give it to you. Yeah, I love Go ahead, Natalie. No, no. I, I'm going back to this alert system. It's so true. And we tend to talk, and like you said, Victoria, in your culture, when you have a dream, we talk about it and it's like a sign or open or play the lotto. We tend to talk about our dreams and share them with people or a partner or our family. But when we have nightmares, we tend not to talk about them. And I feel like we should, we should, we should let that out. You should talk to someone about it. Let it out of your body. Discuss it because back to the healing and uncovering what needs to be worked on. It's so important, but because we're so frightened and who wants to remember that nasty dream? Like, but even more of a reason I want to tell the the, the readers, the followers, the viewers, talk about your nightmares. If you're not talking about them, write them down because getting that out of your body, out of your system will allow for the healing, the process to continue or even to get past the nightmare. And sometimes I've found that when you talk about nightmares and let them out, the reoccurring stops. And it's not always, but sometimes that can stop that reoccurring dream because you you discover an aha moment when you talk about it out loud. Yeah, sometimes just hearing the words out loud happens, yeah. happen, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't think we give our subconscious enough credit of all the ways that it's trying to heal us every moment. And like I said about the silly dream previously, like we blow it off, but it's like we're being given all these gifts every day of like, yeah. here, look, this is like, you know, we're being shown. So it's something definitely that we should give more credit to, to what's being brought up for us in our sleep. We should. I mean, it is a question. No, no, go, go, go. No, no, because it's going to be totally different. Actually. Oh, I was just saying, I mean, I get nightmares are scary. I mean, I started having night terrors when I was two and it continued. And for a lot of spiritual people, even if you don't know that you're spiritual at two or three years old, I saw so many things. And as soon as my parents came into the room and they're like, what happened? I'm like, I just saw this, this and this. And they're like, there's nothing here. But of course, a minute ago, there was something there. Mm -hmm. And so I've had that for so long. And, you know, I wish I would have had a community that talks about nightmares or what sleep paralysis is or what reoccurring dreams is or what lucid dreaming is. Like there's so and there's there's so many other aspects of dreaming that that's not talked about. And especially this nightmare part of it, because it's scary. It's not it's not something we want to think about. And some of our nightmares some of the people when you're really attached to others like they're very violent towards your family members or loved ones like no one wants to talk and remember that but it's important to get it out well let me just say something before mj asked the the question because um i i agree i i remember having an it was a dream but it was like a nightmare by my definition because in the dream i was actually happy that my mother died in an airplane crash it was sort of like a parallel experience. And I knew it was a parallel experience. And I was working through, I don't remember what I was working through at the moment, but I remember going through the experience in the, in the dream, feeling 
a little happy about that. And I was so sick to myself when I woke up because I was like, oh my God, how can I be happy about this? So I had to go into the process of understanding what is it there to show me? What did I need to work through, right? So sometimes you're right. People don't want to talk about those things because it can be very sensitive. And if you're already waking up to your abilities, you might be having dreams where you're seeing different family members that are being potentially, and this is a trigger warning, sexually abused or, you know, being molested. And you're like, do I say something? I'm going to, you know, like I'm going to say somebody's doing this, but I don't know if that's true, right? So there is a lot of doubts and confusion and fear of being also called crazy because now you're making shit up, you know, and you mm -hmm. are seeing someone going through a hard time and you don't know if you should say something. So it can become a little uh, confusion, you know, confusing during that time. Great points, Victoria. What I was going to ask a question about is regarding what you brought up, Natalie. Uh, if anyone has anything to offer our viewers, what about those people that are scared to death because they are viewing themselves as this fearless person that does not uh, bring up nightmares because they look at it as a weakness? Does anyone have anything to offer them uh, out there viewing us right now? Yeah, I, I mean, I mentioned that a lot of my clients come with nightmares where they are having these dreams that they're actually killing family members, whether it is their child or partner, wife, or whoever it is. And have you wake up and say, I did this in the dream and I saw you and I saw the blow and, you know, so it can be very um, traumatic. Just having the nightmare can be extremely traumatic because there is a part of you that felt everything yes. at that moment when you're doing this in the dream. And then there is the other part that says, are you crazy? Why would you even consider yes. this? Yeah, you're broken, yeah. you're worthless, you're crap, like, right? So all of these things are happening. So you do need help. There is no shortcut with that. Yeah, you, we can journal, you, we could do this, we could do that. But at the end of the day, some people do really do need the therapy. And if traditional therapy is not helping, then you need to seek alternative healing because it's something that is there so traumatic that the soul is trying to wake you up from it, right? So you have to take action. We cannot just, oh, no, it didn't happen. It's just a dream. Let's forget about it because just forgetting about it is not going to fix the problem. It's not going to work. <laughs> Uh, a thousand percent, Victoria. And to, to your point, and to MJ to answer your question, exposure therapy. So if if there's an if there's a trigger that you know that's tied to the nightmare, safely exposing yourself to that trigger because it's it's a scary thing. And in waking life, exposing yourself to the trigger in a safe environment because that can slowly start to ease the anxiety that you have over the trigger, which then starts to slowly ease the nightmares that happen. And it's, you know, this isn't something people can do on their own necessarily, but I'm going to say spiders. If you're having nightmares about spiders nonstop, I'm not saying to go out there and like cuddle with spiders, but I'm saying like, go, go look at one, even look at a photo of one. See what happens. What's happening to your body? Is your heart starting to pound? Is your race starting? Is your are you starting to sweat? Like start to see what's physically happening to you. 
and in small doses. Um, I've I've recommended that to some of my clients. Um, again, in a safe way, because exposing yourself to the trigger of your nightmare isn't an easy thing. So I think all I will add to that, just as a precaution to those that are listening and dealing with like really hardcore um, nightmares, is that another thing that we find is that they are potentially entities attached to these people that are having those very hardcore nightmares. I'm talking about hardcore, like you're committing a crime, right? Taking somebody's life or potentially doing something that you know extremely unknown, <laughs> right? Like abusing somebody else. A lot of the times we do find that some of these people are compromised um, with heavy entity attachments that they need to release, that they need to uh, work through. Melvis, do you have anything to add? Um, no, I think you guys have covered so much. Yeah, I think it was a, I don't know, were you going to say something, NJ? No, I was just smiling. <laughs> <laughs> Any last comments for those listening? Yeah, I mean, just to recap, we talked about journaling. We talked about letting it out and talking to people about your nightmares, not just the dream. We talked about exposure therapy. We talked about regression and working with an alternative healer, not by yourself, right? To go into what is this about? We talked about, I mean, like, it's not easy and it's it's scary. We all know this and we've all experienced nightmares, but there are ways to, to grow and learn and then heal the thing that's coming up, that alert like like Melvis said, the car alert, your car alert, alert for oil or whatever it is. Let's pay attention to it. Don't always ignore it. There's something there. Yeah, with the journaling, you know, it doesn't have to be long. Just you can write down what emo what was I feeling? You know, fear, uh, helplessness, uh, being stuck, whatever. And as you do that, you can just it helps you put that picture together, put that map together, and then you can dive into into that further yeah that's a great point Amelvis, because sometimes people go to therapy and they want the therapist to fix them right but they are not opening up they are not being sincere they're not being vulnerable and if you have like a plan like a like a gps like a path like this is these are my core issues yeah. right then it's easier for anyone whoever whoever is doing this to say okay this is what i'm working with Right. right. Mm -hmm. That was beautiful. Thank you so much, everybody. We'll Thank see you guys in the next one. And happy dreaming. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.